Coming up on today's episode, a waltz through the past 49 episodes that brought us here today, what we need to be aware of when consuming headlines, and pondering on some viewer questions. Up next on The Mind Here. Hey, what is up everyone? It's the guy here and welcome back to another episode of The Mind Here, the bi-weekly podcast where I talk about new knowledge I've learned, projects I'm working on, and current events. Topics may be random, but I hope that with each episode you can come away with a fresh perspective on the universe. Welcome to all of you who are here for the first time. If you like my content and want to see more, please consider subscribing. Alright, to start off this episode, let's talk a bit about the nature of this episode. This is the 50th episode of this podcast, so a big milestone for me. Uh, since this is a bi-weekly podcast, I've been releasing videos non-stop every other week on Sunday, and that means that I've start I started this almost 100 weeks, it's more like 98 actually, since the 50th episode is... 48, 49 times, uh, 49 two-week segments from the first episode, right? But 98 weeks of continuous uploads, that's quite a commitment. And for me, uh, I think one of the things that I uh, am proud of, of out of all of this is that the uh, I've been able to be so consistent about it and to uh, do this nonstop. Uh, it's been a huge project for me. And uh, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like I've been contributing too much, uh, I look back through it. Uh, honestly, I'm pretty I'm, I'm glad that I decided to take this journey. Um, and looking back at it, it was an interesting start to it because originally I didn't I didn't have the idea of making this an episode that came or a podcast this that came a little bit later. These episodes started as almost like progress updates. Uh, a little bit like vlog videos, kind of, which were, were sort of like podcasts, but I didn't call them podcasts. Um, they were more focused on music at that time because I was still doing a lot more related to music, specifically uh, transcribing. And because of that, uh, a lot of my earlier videos, if uh, you care to dig through the earlier episodes, um, they consisted of me talking about my thought process behind how I was transcribing the few songs that I was uh, looking at. Uh, these uh, these videos also had a time lapse of me uh, making the scores behind uh, behind while I was talking in the background, sort of as B-roll. So that was an interesting take, and honestly, I think that was pretty good. Uh, my future ideas. My idea for the future would be if I do another transcription, that instead of putting it into an episode like this, uh, like I did in the past, what I would do is I'd have that time lapse, for example, in the background of the uh, music video. But uh, that's how it started. It started with me wanting to describe and uh, sort of uh, explain how I made the transcriptions, but also as uh, as a practice for me to improve my speaking because at that time I thought that my speaking was one of the weakest points, weakest attributes uh, of me and that's what I wanted to work on. And what better way to work on it than to, you know, continually practice it. I wasn't part of speech and debate or nothing like that where I had a lot of public speaking. Um, I did take some leadership roles in uh, my scouting troop or other places but not too much of continually speaking. So not a lot of 
chance to practice it and personally as a more introverted person especially back then uh, I didn't really put myself out there to do a lot of that right so this was a good avenue for me to practice my speaking so that's what it started with the both the reasons for it and also maybe the purpose for why I started uh, but then after like maybe 10 or 15 episodes in uh, it might have been because I ran out of things to say about just the music side of things. Uh, maybe I wanted to spice things up a little bit or take it to a new level. But I decided to turn it into a podcast where I talked about a little more than just the music. Uh, possibly some of the music, especially when I was doing that back then. Uh, but I decided to generalize it a little bit. So instead of just music, uh, any project I was working on, I'd talk about that, uh, my progress on it, what I thought about it, and just overall anything that came to mind. Uh, certain ideas that I came um, that came to my head that I thought was important to share when I read some uh, some of the interesting books in uh, during last summer and also just various ideas about what came to mind whether it be school or any current event related uh, I just want to share that right it's an avenue for me to uh, it's a channel for me <laughs> no pun intended to uh, share my thought process and get my ideas out a little way to vent when I normally don't. Uh, typically, I don't share these ideas unless they're solicited, and um, I tend to be a little more passive when it comes to uh, interfacing with other people, uh, interacting with other people. Um, I tend to be much more of a listener, so being able to have a place where I can comfortably share my ideas was uh, an important aspect of why I continued but also just as a way to practice my speaking overall. So that's how it continued and how it transformed into a podcast. Um, and then, of course, I worked on making it a more legitimate podcast. Uh, some of the earlier videos uh, up to like the 40s, I think, um, all of my videos were recorded on my phone because I didn't have a dedicated camera that was as good as this uh, as good as my phone to record and it did a good job for the most part but sometimes it would get a little frustrating to record with the phone um, setting it up and then getting the audio in line uh, especially if I wanted to use something like this um, a lot of the times I used a lapel mic and it would just go right into the, um, the not the audio jack I guess but the lightning port of the, the iPhone um, to just sort of uh, record it alongside which it, it sort of helped there, um, but eventually I decided to use this just as because close range, it's a lot better, especially if I'm not moving around, uh, lapel mic's not necessary, right? So uh, a few equipment upgrades later, I got to this. And of course, uh, in the last few episodes, I've been using um, the C922 Logitech Pro, uh, yeah, wrong way around, Logitech C9922 Pro camera, which is just a webcam, a pretty decent webcam. It can record in uh, 1080p, which uh, fit my uh, needs here because I don't need anything in 4K. You probably don't want to see me in 4K. Uh, this is just uh, some video background to go with the audio, which is the most important part of uh, the podcast after all. Some people might not even be watching the video, in which case it doesn't matter too much over here. Uh, but those were some of the upgrades that came uh, to this. So I did sink some capital expense and some effort into this. Uh, but overall, uh, a lot of the efforts came just from, um, a lot of the efforts for, for these episodes um, usually come from the two days leading up to the episode. 
Um, I don't do too much planning. This is a lot of just me sitting down, getting the room ready, and then boom, recording whatever I have in mind. Um, some of the earlier episodes, I thought I needed a script to read off of, but I quickly realized that that didn't work at all for me. Uh, and memorizing things just made it sound really chunky, and I hate memorizing things. So I decided to learn how to think on my feet and get things uh, sort of just have an outline that I can look at and uh, speak whatever I have in mind, which sometimes works. Um, sometimes it can turn out beautifully and I can go on tangents that add a lot of value. Sometimes it, it's a little awkward, but it's a, it's a learning process, right? All our neuro, neural nets need processing and working. And sometimes we go two steps back before we go three steps forward. Uh, not the not the quote, but whatever. Um, and throughout the process, uh, there were quite a few ups and downs, as with any uh, exceptionally long journey. 98 weeks is, I think, almost two years. A year is 54 weeks, right? So then, uh, like, episode 52, I think. 53 is probably when I hit two years since my first episode uh, came out. But 50 is a rounder number, uh, even though... It doesn't mean too much, it's just a number, right? But it's still a milestone to celebrate. But anyways, with the ups and downs, uh, sometimes uh, just how I would feel about my performance on camera, um, they would be, there would be ups and downs there, right? Sometimes I feel like that my speaking had, I don't know, gone backwards. Uh, sometimes I'd feel like that I did really well, that I was able to take this one point that I had um, on my outline and expand it in a way that was meaningful and uh, just create a beautiful episode. So there were ups and downs there. But overall, uh, taking a look back, I definitely feel a big improvement. And I don't know if any longtime viewers uh, feel the same, but hopefully that is the case. Um, some things I definitely worked on and am still trying to improve on. Uh, hand gestures, woo, that's, that's one thing. There's not a lot of space here, but uh, one thing is that uh, how the fillers that I use uh, a while back or uh, back in the days, I used a lot of fillers and pauses. I try to fill that with silence now, as I feel that's a lot better than listening to a bunch of ums and uhs. A few still slip by, but I'm working on it. It's a conscious effort, but hopefully with time, this conscious effort can become an unconscious uh, way of me talking, uh, become part of me almost. So that's something I'm working on. Another thing is just uh, sometimes I notice when I look back at the videos, uh, I like to jerk my head around a little bit when I speak. So keeping a a less active resting face, I guess. Uh, not the right word. A, le a less active face and body or more appropriate actions when I speak, especially when it's in face like this, right? Um, if it's just a normal podcast where you're listening to audio, it doesn't matter too much. But this is also another aspect that I want to practice, <laughs> especially since I can't really go outside and practice too much like this, especially with COVID still going on and uh, getting better and worse ups and downs all the time, but not completely gone. So for the foreseeable future, this is going to be a good way of practicing that, right? Uh, but those are those were a few things that I wanted to fix, and hopefully I can keep improving on that as I speak. Oh yeah, and thinking on my feet, that was something that uh, would always get to me. 
I remember in uh, in eighth grade, I at the like the graduation ceremony. It wasn't really graduation, so you don't graduate from eighth grade technically. Uh, you sort of get promoted because like even if you get Fs, you still graduate and move on. Uh, but with eighth grade, uh, the graduation ceremony, I decided to I wanted to do a speech a little bit as a practice, but also just to test out a few things, test out um, how I would do. And uh, I don't know, overall, overall, it was just a, something that I wanted to do. But during that speech, I forgot my lines halfway through. Uh, that was quite embarrassing. I did manage to remember them, but I wanted to them. I wanted them to be memorized. Duh, because no one wants to see you read off of a paper, especially for a speech. But uh, that was something that got to me because with all of that public speaking stuff, I relied heavily on note cards. Even though I liked to memorize things uh, back then, I knew that it just didn't feel genuine when I memorized things. And if I got off on anything, if I went off track on something I memorized, I'd just instantly freeze up. I didn't know what to do, right? Uh, what was after that line? And if I don't know that, how do I rem remember the next lines? It's sort of just mu muscle memory at that point. So if you forget it, you forget everything. Sort of a little bit like some of the uh, uh, piano incidents that, that I played at. Uh, sometimes a few the few times that I've played piano, uh, I would, uh, uh, out of those, a few times I would uh, forget uh, my lines or mess up, um, or even not like at a performance, but just at someone's party, right? Um, and they had a piano and I played there a few songs that I knew. Uh, if I forgot where I was, bam, it was, it was done. It was, it was bad. So being able to improve the speaking side of that, being able to, whenever I mess up, going with it as if it was planned or intentional and just moving on is another aspect that I practice with it. But overall, that was sort of how I grew from the past few episodes uh, to this episode, episode 50. So I guess, what now then? Uh, moving forward, uh, I wanted to improve on some of the video quality with the video editing since now I have a better laptop that can handle good uh, video editing techniques. Uh, the previous laptop I had couldn't handle more than just some transitions and splicing things together before I couldn't even watch and replay what I was looking at. I'd sort of have to render it and then look at the video to make sure everything was in place. Right? But now that I have a good machine to do that, uh, I can now work on that. Uh, maybe some audio techniques and uh, some things along that line, but that's probably the most I'd expand uh, as of right now for the podcast episodes. Uh, I do want to move on to some, or not move on to, but include and uh, start doing uh, maybe some streams. Uh, get back to that from the little hiatus I had from uh, since I did some of that in March. Uh, but uh, some streams, some videos, all of that, uh, a little more better quality of that now that I have the uh, tools to do that. So that will be some improvements going forward. Um, and with that, also some of the ideas that bring forward, uh, I'm hoping, well, not hoping, that's a bad word, because that sounds like I'm just waiting on things. Uh, that's not a good thing. Okay, I want to... Uh, bring better topics in and also start bringing in some of the uh, the more technical knowledges but at a general scale so if it were something like say for example i learned something about uh thermodynamics for example um, it'd have to be something that's insightful not just so like oh if you do this to pressure blah 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 um, 
but if it was something more general and more applicable in other senses, um, or even just interesting tidbits, um, I think I want to bring those into, and also just start uh, start doing more projects in general. I haven't had a lot of uh, inspiration and motivation to do other things, and because of that, because of the the lack of I guess progress on some of the pro personal projects I've had, the content on here has sort of dropped as well. Because uh, what I've noticed is that the past episodes paralleled uh, how I was doing, right? Uh, and even if you take a look back at some of the past episodes, I mean, don't like not not necessarily watching through all of the, like the hours that I've recorded, but I mean, just taking a look at it, you can sort of tell the the long term growth in uh, speaking and in uh, those areas, but also look at just how I was doing at that time. So, right, I think starting you'll probably notice starting from the late thirties up until about now, the uh, maybe the energy or the content of these episodes uh, weren't as up there as before, um, especially I think so. Before I, th I think the there was an episode where I did one with someone uh, with a friend about hackathons, right? I think that after that, uh, not a lot of, uh, uh, of of I guess in very insightful content has come out, um, and that sort of parallels the mental state and the productive state that I was in. Uh, personal projects didn't go off too much, not very productive, mentally wasn't just in things. Uh, could call it burnout, I don't know, it was probably something a little different than that, uh, but you could sort of see that, right? So it's interesting to look back and see the aggregate data and see that, or to notice that, uh, that you could probably see both the progression, but also the ups and downs that sort of paralleled this. So interesting things to note about the podcast episodes. Um, and uh, I guess a little different from other podcasts where it might be more focused on certain uh, more technical things or um, other things that are not related to um, the person themselves. But taking a look at how the episodes have progressed also gives insight to um, the creator behind uh, the episodes, right? And speaking of taking a look at insights and the creator behind the things, uh, one of the areas I wanted to touch up upon this episode was uh, about headlines. So uh, one of the things that really bothered me were the different headlines that I was reading um, and uh, watching on um, the TV. I don't watch TV too much. My family does sometimes. Um, they have it on uh, while we eat, and I, when I hear the headlines, they always bring a little cringe to me because I know that they're trying super hard to get you to like get hooked onto the headline. Uh, even just reading some of them are, uh, it's it's a little unbearable sometimes. But one of the things I can't stand about the headlines are the implied causations that they bring, um, and one of the more common forms of headlines that I've seen. Uh, but this this is more of a written headline, but uh, one of the more common forms is they start with, um, let's say, uh, a noun, uh, some party or something, and, and then a verb. So something does something, they do an action to another thing or a person or a party as another event happens. So basically you're tying in two events together. One event, which is, I guess, the more important event, and then as another event happens is almost implying there's a causation between the two, right? This first event caused the second event, or sometimes vice versa, but there's an implied linkage there. And the headlines don't have to have this form. It can have uh, varying forms, but you can sort of 
tell that there is an implied causation when there are two events or two facts uh, wedged in that headline and they want to uh, put them together somehow. Now, it's a very efficient way of delivering news because you've put two headlines, two events in one headline, right? And people, people tend to read headlines uh, more than the actual news articles uh, just because you can efficiently gather news from that, right? Just read a whole bunch of headlines of global news and blah, you got a, a very rough idea of what's happening around the world, right? Uh, so what's the big deal about this? Well, here's the thing. We rely on these headlines, right? We don't have the time um, to go through all the different articles to make sure that we understand the context behind it, right? Context takes time. It's expensive mentally to get. With headlines, it's efficient, but we risk the lack of context. But for the most part, people, as people have shown, they like to uh, trade off, the, uh, trade off uh, I guess, uh, reliability for convenience uh, in many different ways but this is uh, in the news aspect of it reading a whole bunch of headlines you get a brief and rough idea of what's going on which is most people all you need right um, for some areas like for me personally when it comes to space stuff I definitely go deeper into it to take a look at things uh, some things where I'm in, where I'm interested in I definitely get more context and more in-depth detail about what's going on however that can't apply for everything because I don't have the time to uh, look into the context of everything. I'm not interested in everything and I don't have the time to do that, right? Scarcity there. Uh, and this applies to everyone. So because of that, we rely on headlines to get our daily dose of uh, information of what is happening around the world to just keep in check. But because we rely on it, uh, the format of the headlines matter. And unfortunately, the creator of headlines are not necessarily aligned with the intention of the consumers of headlines. We want to have accurate information, uh, but really condensed. Uh, the creator of headlines also wants condensed uh, information, but they don't want necessarily accurate because that's not what would give them the most profit, give them the most clicks or whatever metrics that they're going for. So because of that, they will make headlines that aren't necessarily entirely accurate. And sometimes they have implied causations there, which uh, you can probably look at and say, okay, yeah, they're probably not causally related, but some people might not catch up on that. And if you're not careful enough, the subconscious uh, thought processing there would uh, might catch that and think of it as causally related and then in the future whenever something related to that topic comes up that causal relationship that was subtly there in a headline might come up there and reinforce you in a direction that might not necessarily be what actually happened so because of that there's that cause there's the um, the effects of the headlines um, down the line that get amplified as all of the the information coming into you slowly aggregate and push you towards one direction that's the danger that i want to address here because uh consuming headlines while it's it's a it's almost like um it's a, it's an efficient way of getting information but it might not necessarily be the highest quality information. And of course, we know that, but I feel that it needs to be addressed that uh, we probably should pay a little more attention and consciously knock down any implied causations unless we know the context, right? Um, 
For example, if it's like um, the Fed desperately raises interest rates as inflation explodes, um, you could uh, imply there that like, oh, Fed's raising interest rates, maybe that's what caused the inflation. Or, oh, they're raising interest rate because it's too low, that's what caused the inflation. That's not necessarily true. There are a whole lot of factors behind inflation, but the headlines could imply that. And now when you get into a conversation about inflation, you'll be like, oh, because the interest rates were low. And uh, you might uh, Dunning-Kruger kick in and suddenly act as if you knew more than some other people would about it. Um, So if you are amongst people that don't pay attention to this too much, uh, because you had that little headline there, you might um, act as if from a position of authority and say that, uh, you know, inflation is high because interest rates were low, etc, etc. Just an example there. Not necessarily true, not necessarily, that was just an example. But so uh, you get the idea though, right? This uh, this could have... uh, this could have compounding effects because once you say that, then someone might respect you. Some people that might respect you, rightfully so, might um, see that and then carry on that information. Pretty soon you have a whole bunch of people that believe in something that stemmed from implied causation, from uh, the creator that simply wanted to improve certain metrics and get this article out, or at least have more people click on it. And so because of that, um, that effect sort of ripples out. And now you have a whole bunch of people that might not necessarily believe in something that was true. Um, And so that's the danger behind the headlines that I want you to uh, think about and be aware of. Uh, Okay, so let's move on a little bit from that. Uh, Almost got a tad bit political, but I'm not afraid to go a little bit political there. I I tend to go more general, though something that's more general than specific political topics. So uh, keep that in mind if I do ever uh, talk up, touch up on something that's more political or maybe controversial in nature. Okay, uh, but so the next thing I wanted to take a look at this episode before I wrap up, uh, the first thing are some questions from a viewer, longtime viewer Alfred Prose. Excuse the noise from my laptop, forgot to mute the sound. Okay. Um, if I can remember on this new laptop how to do that. There we go. Okay, so Alfred Prose, thank you so much, by the way, first off, for following me through, uh, I think, all the 50 episodes, if I'm correct. So appreciate you so much. And everyone else uh, that's followed me throughout this time, I appreciate it. Uh, but Alfred asked some questions, and I'll answer them this episode. And if you want, you can ask questions down in the comment section of previous episodes, and I will answer them in the next episode. Um, unless it gets too much, and then I'll do a dedicated one, but I don't see that in the, for, in the future, for now. But something to keep in mind. Anyways, um, questions. Two questions he asked. Uh, first question is, what's your thought on of liminal space? So I had to look up this a little bit before I started, uh, but I didn't want to sort of ruin the fresh ideas and thoughts that I would come from just reading the question, right? Um, I didn't want to look it up during the episode, so I had to look up the definition. But so from what I saw, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I might have gotten the wrong definition, but it looks like liminal space, something as like an in-between space, a transition phase from one to another. It's when Uh, Things are on that uneven point where you're going over a hump and it could go anywhere. You could go uh, downhill metaphorically really quick into a bad place or you could propel yourself up to um, an enlightened place. So it's that space where it's unstable and a lot could happen. Um, 
and it's just that transition phase, right? So my thoughts on that. Uh, some of my thoughts, um, I think, just from reading on that, uh, I've done some research into uh, systems, uh, systems thinking, and systems changing. So there is, um, there were some uh, nuggets of information about uh, this transition period, right? Uh, this is an important period, and the article that I read up about um, the. Uh, the definition of uh, touched up a little bit about it, but um, it's a phase where it's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable to be in this phase. And a lot of people either uh, want to just simply ignore it or run away from it. Um, but uh, it's an important phase because these transitions are important to your upgrade in life. Um, it might take a lot of investment to go through with the transition, right? A lot of psychological, emotional, maybe physical or financial capital. Uh, but it ultimately allows you to have uh, a wider scope of things, right? Uh, a transition from uh, your parents taking care of you as a child to you taking care of yourself. While you have to take on more responsibilities, it opens up a lot more for you to do, a lot more possibilities for you to engage in, right? So it's the sort of trade-off where you take on some more responsibilities or different responsibilities, things change, but it opens up different things for you that might not have been available before. Um, and of course, uh, if you live your life in a state of comfortness, then ultimately at the end of your life, you'll be wishing that you took more risks. So taking that on early and not regretting it later in life uh, is something that um, I think I used to do a lot better with, but... Uh, is something that I still hold true, that I um, still hold dearly to, and that I uh, encourage and also push myself to do. Push myself to be in that uncomfortable state and uh, take it on, take on that challenge. And in the case that things don't work out, you can always fall back. That's what I think. Um, even though it's an unstable state, you can fall back to some sort of uh, what you did before if it truly didn't work. But uh, with the exploitation versus exploration uh, ratio there, I tend to be more on the exploration side. I like a little novelty just to try things out before settling on something that I know is tried and true. Uh, so that, that's my thought on some on liminal space. And the second question, uh, if I can navigate there real quick, uh, is... Uh, my thoughts on RenPy, if I've heard of this game engine. Um, and I've, I, yes, I've, I've heard of this game engine, mostly because of uh, DDLC, uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. I've, uh, there was a period of time where I was really into it and I still think it's a really great visual novel, but I know that it's built on uh, RenPy and from the various videos I've watched, the countless videos I've watched of DDLC, um, I sort of know how it works. Uh, the one YouTuber that I did watch for a little bit um, called uh, Afro Zero, he also coded some things, uh, some mods, and he did some you know walkthroughs of mods, reviews of mods. Um, so I got to see a little bit the potential of RentPy. And from what it seems like, it seems like a really versatile engine uh, for visual novel styles. If you're trying to do like an RPG or something, yeah, that's not that's not for it. But that's not what it's built for. Um, it's built for um, it's built for it's sort of like a story that where the text is a little bit the importance of the text is a little bit more reduced because the text is there combined with the art. Uh, the art in the background 
some of the renderings that you can put on there are just fantastic. So um, that brings the art uh, and the visual aspect of it up to a new level. Um, and then you can put sounds in there. So that's another sensory, uh, another sensory uh, uh, information that you could play with, um, a detail that you could play with to um, make the story more immersive, right? Um, and then with the text, you can, uh, I, I think that for the most part, it's down there in the bottom, but you can sort of customize how the different, uh, like the, I guess the, the message bar looks, right? How all that different, all that stuff looks. And because of that ability to customize all of that, um, I think it, it works really well to make immersive stories. Whereas uh, maybe some novels um, that work well on just like words, a whole bunch of words, and you create everything. Um, with a visual novel, the, uh, the, some of the things are created for you, right? Some of the artwork is created for you. Some of the sounds, instead of you imagining it, is created for you. Uh, pros and cons there. There's You lose the freedom to think of uh, something unique for your own experience, but it, you still get your own experience in your own ways, even when um, there's a given set of like visuals or a set of audio cues for you, right? And overall, it's a little more immersive. So I like that. Um, don't do too much of it. Don't play too many games that use RenPy. But from what I see, uh, it's it's a really cool uh, piece of software. So um, I like it quite a bit. So yeah, thank you for the questions, Alfred. All right, and just a few things before I end off this episode. Uh, a note about future episodes. Uh, from here on out, my episodes, uh, the, the room setting will be a little bit different. Uh, I'm moving to uh, an internship, uh, an apartment for my internship. So uh, this room will be different unless I pre-record it. So uh, next episode might be here, might be at a different place, but either way, I'll probably uh, maybe give a little tour of it on YouTube, uh, no promises, but uh, possibly of the place that I live, I end up moving into. But you'll definitely see it in two episodes from now. I'll definitely be recording in that room. So uh, that's something to note about that. Um, and also future episodes, um, I'm trying to bring in much more, uh, just a much more uh, insightful information. So requiring me, requiring me to um, either uh, talk a bit more about the progress of work, personal projects, or school, or researching into different ideas or reading different books and talking about some things that I noticed there. Um, and what comes to mind immediately would be the book that I'm reading called Blue Mars, part of the Mars trilogy uh, from uh, Kim Stanley Robinson. I could talk a bit about uh, what I noticed there, but that would some spoilers there, so I guess I'll have to I'll have to work the details out there. But so those are some ideas that I have in the future. And also fixing this setup because I hit the boom arm quite a bit, uh, the mic arm quite a bit. And uh, I know that causes uh, bad quality issues. So anyways, just more refining in the process. It's a constant refinement process, um, but I hope that with each episode that I can improve it. Anyways, uh, Thank you all for watching this episode. I appreciate the support you all have given me. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to leave them down in the comment section below. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. And if you found this episode or this podcast to be insightful, um, please consider sharing this with your friends or colleagues that you think that might find this interesting or benefit from uh, the rambling that I have on here. Uh, it means a lot to me and helps expand the community. So um, overall, 
uh, something to think about, but it helps me a lot. Anyways, thank you all so much. Uh, take care, stay humble, and I'll see you all in the next episode.